Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. Oh, good morning, West Texans. All you good, fine, friendly folks out there who wish you were. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you till 1 o'clock, turning morning into afternoon here in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen in on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in the Hubbleplex, Talk 103.9 FM News, Money, Sports. You could already be texting in. It's Bandwagon Wednesday. You know what to do. 806 855 3712. The bandwagons you are on, the ones you have clambered off of. Sports, non-sports, it doesn't matter. What are you going with this week? 806-855-3712. Also, over my left shoulder, you're right if you're scoring at home, I believe. We have basketball on right now. I love it. When we have live sports action going on during this show, during this time frame, and it just feels so right, conference tournament time. Sitting here, we're uh, watching a little bit of uh, Syracuse and Wake Forest, it looks like, from Greensboro uh, Coliseum. So uh, we, we've got that. We'll get your predictions today for Tech and West Virginia coming up tonight at 6 in the Big 12 tournament. Look back on uh, a little Red Raider baseball. And uh, who knows what else we may uh, may get into as the day goes on. We're looking forward to hearing from you guys a lot on the text line, 806-855-3712. Uh, you can uh, follow along on the apps. If you don't have the app, get the app. Go to kkm.com. Then turn on the notifications. You don't want to miss out on stuff. Follow the station on Twitter, at Talk1039. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyatt, at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. The show never ends. We come back in the evening with a daily broadcast around 6.30ish. Recap the day with you guys. Online digital presentation. It's a lot of fun. Highly interactive. And certainly has been uh, this week with the Mark Adams suspension and everything going on around Texas Tech basketball. So uh, be sure and check back in for that. If you missed it last night, you can find what we do at our website, theraiderland.com. He's Rob Bro at Rob Bro Show on Twitter. One-third of the gambling gauchos, the only man who could get John Wilner to tell the truth in just under 15 minutes. Host of the uh, Rob Bro Show, one to two every day right here. Well, not every day, Monday through Friday on Talk 103.9. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy I know the other, the smaller conferences have been playing. To me, this is the beginning day of March Madness. Yeah. I hadn't really seen any uh, crazy games yet. I know there's a few. There was a double overtime game that uh, was like 60 58. Right. There was a few overtime games, but nothing really spectacular. What was the deal with the one team that. Moved up a level, won their conference tournament, but won't go to the tournament because they moved up a level? Yes, I've never understood that rule within the NCAA and conferences that when you move... And I would get it if maybe you move down, right? Yeah. I mean, if Tech dropped down to one double A... I do remember LCU, LCU had probation when yeah. they moved up. What's the deal? Yeah. You're moving up. Right. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. Zero sense. But it's all about the student-athlete experience. Right. So why not deprive the student-athletes who are helping a school move up and get better and say, yeah, you, you're ineligible. The level of stupidity. Uh, yeah. It just never ceases to amaze me. Uh, but, yeah, this is where I really feel like March Madness uh, gets going uh, for me today, and certainly we've got Texas Tech going uh, going tonight. I'm gonna, we'll, get the, uh, we'll get your score predictions going. I'll give you mine here in just a second. I want the uh, question of the day out there so you guys can have a – a little bit of a uh, a few minutes to uh, think about it. So as we are about to immerse ourselves into college basketball for the next uh, four four weeks, four weekends, as it were, give me your favorite and least favorite non-Texas Tech college basketball players all time. Why do we take Tech out of the equation? Well, because 
This is Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, and a lot of the people that are listening probably are Texas Tech fans. So we're going to make you say the non-Tech players today, your favorite players all time from the realm of college basketball. They Maybe they went on to a great NBA career. Maybe they did not. Maybe you, uh, maybe you just like them for a, a strange, odd reason, a team that you don't follow, but all of a sudden you like a certain player. Who are those players for you? Unlimited. You can give us as many as you want. 806-855-3712. Uh, so as far as the game tonight, I think the questions I'm most interested in posing, Rob, to the, to, to the audience, to the listeners, wh- what do you think you're going to see out of the Red Raiders? Will this be a motivated team? Will this be a team that just wants to get it over with? Is it a team that is even affected in any way, shape, or form by the suspension of Mark Adams? That it's Rob, it doesn't strike me as a team that's going to go out there and win one for the Gipper type deal. Why did they name Corey Williams the interim head coach? As opposed to Pinkins or Steve, Steve Green, Green, national or, champion winning coach. Yeah, why? Why did they? Have you been I, there the longest? Or I don't know because who have we not heard from regarding Tech basketball almost all season? Right. Uh, even Daryl Dora does the halftime uh, interviews. Yeah. Here's where I'm going with this. Okay. Did the players choose Corey Williams? Huh. Because if there was a scenario I, I where. Because they had like two or three team meetings back to back to back. Right. If Kirby said, hey, somebody's got to finish the year. Who do you guys want? Team vote. Maybe you do go out and win one for the Gipper because they chose Corey Williams. I don't know if that's a, what's happened. But. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. And, and part of it is I don't know. Is this team now highly motivated because they got rid of Adams? Right. Was that the internal goal of the players? And now, hey, he's gone. We're, we're going to play. We're going to play now. We got rid of him. And now we're going to play. That we're not going to be the five-win Texas Tech team. We're going to be a different team. I just I don't know. That's why I'm posing the question today. I have no idea what we're going to see right. out of the Red Raiders. I don't. Do you think maybe Williams is uh, engaging in uh, positive leadership? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows anything. So you. You go into these tournaments, and there's always – I look at these tournaments, the conference tournaments, the same way I do bowl games. I'm looking who's motivated, what's their agenda, why did why do they want to play hard, why do they not want to play hard. So in looking at this, obviously Texas Tech must win the Big 12 tournament to get an NCAA bid. I don't even think it's worthy of discussion at this point. West Virginia, depending on who you ask, is solidly in the field, maybe. Bracketville.wordpress. Dave Almond has them as a nine seed today on that dreaded eight nine line. But in these two teams split during the regular season, and they did something that is really weird for this year in the Big Twelve. They each won on the other's home floor in a league where only two teams had winning records on the road. Uh, both these teams managed to do it on the other team's home floor. So we go to Kansas tonight. We go to I almost said Kemper. <laughs> And we go to what will be a moderately dead environment for that 6 o'clock game, probably. I've got West Virginia 77-71. Yeah. I've got them covering the four-point spread. That sounds right to me. I don't... 
Uh, again, can Texas Tech beat West Virginia? Yes, they did it in uh, yeah. they did it in Morgantown. Yeah, Tyson had a great game against them there. Everybody's Does, supposedly healthy for the Red Raiders right now. Who needs to win though? West Virginia needs to win yeah. because they have a tournament shot, allegedly. Yeah. So I, I would say they have more of a. I give them a little bit a more. Gumption, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit more motivation to win this game because if they do win this game, I think they're solidly they they're not going to have to worry about anything when they go play Kansas. So I've got it seventy seven seventy one West Virginia. We get your uh, predictions today. We also find out your favorite and least favorite non tech college basketball players of all time. Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Uh, texter Adams was a Gold Glove winner. Golden Glove winner. Boxer is what that is. Golden Gloves. Wonder if he still got his moves. Why? You think he's going to have to fight somebody? Is there a fight scheduled? I don't know about. Doughboy, our resident trucker in Raiderland. Guns up trucking if you see him on the road. Honk the horn. Doughboy in uh, North Illinois uh, doing some stupid busy work. It sucks. Well, we're here to help. We're glad you're there. You know? Now, this is a question that I don't have an answer to, and we started the inquiries last night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the question from the texter. Okay. Did Luke Adams travel with the team, or is he mad his daddy got in trouble? I don't know if he's there or not. There was a picture taken at the arena last night, and yeah. I believe the caption was family. It was. And Luke Adams did not appear in that picture, to my knowledge. Yeah, I tried to find him. I, I didn't see him. Yeah, so I don't know. I have asked, and I have not received an answer. But I saw the picture. You right. saw the picture. No. My, we'll see it tonight. Yeah. I mean, if he's not, why would he not be? He's not suspended. He's not under investigation. He's a paid coach. If he's not there, uh, he should be fired. And maybe he's going to get fired anyways. But again... I don't know if he's there or not, but if he if he's not there, that would be grounds for termination for me, right? Right. I don't care who your daddy is. You've got a job to do. You were hired to do a job. So hopefully he's there. I would hope, for the program's sake, that he's there. Texter, no clue on what this team will do tonight, but let's face it, it can't be worse than what we have seen this year. Yes, it can. It can. Oh, it could be. You <laughs> never can say, see. Never say it can get worse. <laughs> you can never see a say that. holy Holy, uh, you know, different, uh, not approach, but you could have a bunch of guys who just went up there to get their sweats and their watches, and let's just yeah. get this thing over with, all right? I don't know. Again, I don't know, right? We won't know until tonight. Hey, it's going to be worth watching, right? I mean, it's going to be worth tuning into. So I've got it seventy-seven, seventy-one. Uh, what do you guys think will happen tonight? Favorite, least favorite non-tech college basketball players all time when we come back here in just a little bit. Uh, I'll give you one of mine. Uh, we'll, we'll go back in time just a little bit um, and see if anybody actually even remembers this player. You guys can join us on the text line, 806-855-3712. you got to use the 806 or it goes to the angry man in Florida who will not talk sports with you. He just complains to our bosses. 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring 
Rob Bro. Eleven twenty. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raider Land featuring Rob Bro coming to you from the Arctic Air Studios, ESPN nine sixty San Angelo. Hello there in Lubbock. You listen on Talk one hundred three point nine FM News Money Sports. We're getting your Texas Tech West Virginia score predictions for tonight. I've got it seventy seven seventy one West Virginia. Also today, question of the day: uh, favorite least favorite non Tech college basketball players of all time. Who you got on that one? I'll give you one here in just a second. Uh, we'll we'll get to as the Pac-12 burns. Rob, you and your gambling gacho cohorts uh, got a chance to visit with John Wilner from the uh, Pac-12 hotline. Uh, we're pleased to report things went well. It was a convivial conversation. Yeah, I only lobbed a couple shots, and they were kind of veiled. <laughs> veiled. Disguised them as Passive, jokes. aggressive. Yeah, I made him jokes. I did ask at the end if he uh, if the four corner schools did leave, or at least a combination of them, if he would do a Big 12 hotline. Right. And he just said uh, Stranger Things. Or I, I think he said you never know what, what would happen. Right. But he did. You know, he's been really firm in his belief. Uh, but around two weeks ago, he kind of changed his tune a little bit. Very much so. Uh, he said it was a five-and-a-half-point favorite for a long time. Now it's a five-point favorite that they'll stay together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he really believes it's more like a three or three-and-a-half. So. Like I said, just like uh, political uh, polls and stuff, they got to move them within the margin of error so then they can come back and say, see, we were right. Uh-huh. Texter says, uh, Tech comes out strong tonight, but emotions expend a lot of energy. West Virginia closes strong to win the game. Then uh, also says, a couple of coaches, I'm interested in your thoughts. Both current coaches at Power 5 schools who could get a nice raise coming to Tech. Mike Boynton at Oklahoma State. Buzz Williams at A&M. Um would would Buzz get a raise coming to Tech? I thought he was making. I'd have to look that up. I would think he is making, you know, around four or five. Yeah, I doubt. I doubt he would get a raise. I'm not thinking he would. Boynton's an interesting, you know, interesting coach to look at. However, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm just what I've what I've watched the last this past year. With Cade Cunningham gone. I'll, I'll say it this way. Early in Mike Boynton's Oklahoma State career, I was really high on him. Mm-hmm. Really high. Before before Cade Cunningham, before all that, he is a really good recruiter and seems like a really good culture guy. His teams are just not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I respect the hell out of Mike Boynton. I really enjoyed his um, response to the NCAA banning them for a postseason. I I think he is a really good dude, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Just not a great coach. <laughs> I would not want him at Texas Tech. Yeah, I, I I'm not against him. I'm just not necessarily for him. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I need a lar- I need a little larger sample size. Fair or unfair? I mean, he's done it. He's done it in the Big Twelve, and he's never like you have the sample size in the Big Twelve for mm. five years now, and he's never punched above his weight. True. He had the number one draft pick in the world, 
and they didn't win the Big 12. Yep. Texters on the uh, text line, 806-855-3712. Luke Adams only had a job because of his dad, probably. I can't think of one thing he could have brought to the program that was money not well spent. I've wondered how his hire went over with the other coaches. Yeah, we'll probably find out at some point. You know, how this plays out from here, there are, there are a couple of different scenarios that are going to happen. What, what, one, of, one of them, obviously, will, will transpire. I think we're all in agreement that they all end up where Mark Adams is not coaching at Texas Tech. As this investigation goes on, if you're Texas Tech, if you've got enough reason to fire for cause, you'll do it. You'll save the $7 million and and then let the lawsuits begin, right? Even if fired for cause, I would imagine that Mark Adams would try to claw back. There'd be some sort of lawsuit. And the people who, I, the people are still so stupid, Rob, when it comes to contracts and, and going back to the whole leech deal and, you know, the immunity doctrine, sovereign immunity and all that. Right. Marlene Stallings just sued Texas Tech after she got fired and she got nearly $700,000. You can sue Texas Tech. Yes. And win. Yes. Now, Mark Adams could be sitting here today right now going, I really don't want this investigation to go on. I do not want Kirby Hoka to go to a podium and read a laundry list of reasons why I'm getting terminated for cause, and I don't want to litigate it because of, you. hey, when discovery starts, it's not always good for everybody. Right. So you could be looking at a resignation and say, okay, I'll walk away. You in the investigation. You don't say anything about me. I won't say anything about you. I'll quit. We'll just end it that way. You know who else doesn't want to go to a podium and read a long list of allegations? Who's that? Kirby Ocutt. Oh, that's just what. Well, yeah. He doesn't want to have to do that. Kirby doesn't want to do it. Now, a month ago, two weeks ago, back in Maui. I don't believe that Mark Adams would ever entertain the thought of stepping down. No. No matter what. No matter what was going on. The room may be changing right now. The room very well, I would I would have to think, yeah. that the room is changing completely now that he is faced with the reality of what is transpiring. Yeah. I mean, he's still getting fired. You're just going to be able to call it different things. Yeah. And we, we talked about this last week. Um, or Monday. How long ago was it? Monday was, feels like last week. Anyways, I guess we talked about it Monday where, um, Mark Adams still has the relationship with Texas Tech. He's still a former Red Raider or, or Raider Raider alum, right? Yep. For life. He, he still went here. He's still from West Texas. He'll still be around. His family is around. Um, they don't want to burn that bridge. And no. I, I understand it's a tense situation and it's a weird situation, but I said it Monday, they could f- figure out a way to to resolve this without blowing it up. Yeah, I still don't think he's the coach next year, and I've said for I don't know a month that I don't think he's going to get fired. Now, obviously Monday I was questioning myself a little <laughs> bit, but no, it's still possible that he is not terminated. It's just right. that he is no longer the coach. But that's semantics. True. 
that he's is getting semantics. fired. He's getting it's just, fired. At this point, it's how do you want it to play out, I suppose, if you're Mark Adams. That, 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 at, at, at this time, it is completely up to, them, uh, up, to, up to his camp, I would think, on which of the paths they choose to follow going forward. Now, we'll get your thoughts on that. We'll get your thoughts on the game. What do you got for us tonight? Texas Tech and West Virginia, will the Red Raiders come out motivated? Will they come out with their hair, collective hair on fire? And play for themselves, just like Ricky Bobby at Talladega. Drive for yourself, Ricky Bobby. I've got it 7771 West Virginia. Give us your favorite, least favorite non-Texas Tech college basketball players of all time. I didn't have time to get to mine. At least one of mine. I'll do it on the next segment. I promise. We'll do it on the next segment. Jam up the text line, 806-855-3712. It's a quick timeout. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob. Bro. Point nine. It's eleven thirty-five. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Rowe taking you to one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen on ESPN nine sixty San Angelo and talk one hundred three point nine FM News Money Sports. It's Bandwagon Wednesday. The ones you're on, the ones you're off. Also finding out uh, today, favorite, least favorite non-tech basketball players, college basketball players of all time. Uh, and then we want your uh, Tech West Virginia score prediction, 77-71. Also, um, the, um, is it like a 800-pound, 900-pound elephant sitting in the room? Actually, it's, you know, everybody's talking about it anyways, the suspension of Mark Adams. How you think that will play out uh, for Texas Tech? 806 855 one, two, texter uh, on the text line, which is where the cool textures are, Rob. So we needed a dryer vent clean and looked up who could do such online. I didn't know Arctic Air did. I mentioned my friends and such at Raiderland with Hyatt and Bro, and they're coming out on Monday. Love to hear. Call the bear. They do many things. Shout out to Shane and his great crew. Uh, texter uh, talking about lawsuit ability, saying Leach had no standing in federal law, so the state law protecting tech as a state entity was used. Uh, since race has been involved in this, allegedly Adams may have a cause in federal court if it goes to that end. Uh, an employment nightmare, says the texter. Yes, I would agree. Texter, does Adams ever coach again? The no middle defense needs to never see the light of day again. Coaches have figured it out. I think hope the play uh, the team plays with some purpose and energy. Text seventy three sixty six. Going backwards, does he ever coach again? Doubtful. Between age and this is why you end up leaving Texas Tech? Probably not. You know? I, I would I would I would just I'd be surprised. No, never say never. Right. You know who's about to get hired in, in, in Oxford, Mississippi, if he wants the job. So you never say never. But I, I would I would say it's doubtful. 
if it plays out this way. Uh, all right, um, a bandwagon I am on. 100% I love this about the college basketball tournaments, conference tournaments. The courts. All the different courts that you get to see as they're whipping around the country and you're going from game to game and they're unique and they maintain the flavor of the arena. Now, the bigger conferences put in their, you know, the Big 12 owns the court that they play on there in Kansas City. They move it around if they change venues. that They, they own that. They, they do it themselves. But you still have the regional flair as opposed to what they've done in the NCAA tournament, which I hate, is the inane sameness of every floor Every court, no matter where the game is being played. I hate that. I loved it back in the day when you were playing at Kemper. You knew that it was at Kemper when they were playing at Utah at the Huntsman Center. You knew they were playing there when they were at Boise and they had, you know, the three-point line and it was, uh, you know, colored inside. You knew where the games were being played and it was cool. And they put the little NCAA logo down on there and there and we're off and running. I am totally on the bandwagon, though, with the conference tournaments with the uh, courts looking the way they look. I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure there's a reason why the NCAA does it that way. Uh, I guess. Uh, but I, I don't know what it is. I'm also on a court bandwagon. Uh, the, the videos they put out of building the courts. Oh, yeah? Yeah, big fan. Fascinating to watch that. What do you call it? Time lapse? Time lapse, yeah. The Big 12 did one today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They also, I'm off a bandwagon. Uh Uh-oh. These Big 12 foods they put out, they sounded fine, right? They sounded good. Okay. They put out photos of these foods. First of all, when you fold a quesadilla at home or anywhere in Texas, I'm sure, you fold it in half, hot dog style, right? Like if you're folding a tortilla, fold it in half. Yeah. They tri-folded this Quesadilla. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. It's the they rolled the, the quesadilla. I it's it's like a flat burrito. It's strange <laughs> how they rolled it. Um also the Wabash Cannon Dog, great name. Right. Great name. Awful picture. It looks like someone ate a Wabash Cannon Dog <laughs> and then and then put it on a bun. It is they serve it in hell, Ryan. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but they're trying. The, they're the hipper. Ra- they're younger. They're... The, oh, and on that, did you see the song? Did you hear it? I heard a snippet of no, that the was rap the, song. That was the full song. That's about two minutes worth of uh, yeah, of um, some, something. Some 65-year-old white man wrote that and had a young gentleman produce it. Well, Bowlesby's not doing anything else right now, so maybe they, was, they told oh, Bowlesby. Yeah, Bowlesby wrote the... I uh, was a poet in my day at Stanford, and <laughs> uh, I took a creative writing class. Shall I write it in a quatrain style, or...? Does A-B-A-B uh, for the rhyme scheme work for you guys? It was awful. <laughs> I just, like I said, heard just a little snippet of it, so it I... was bad. I, and forgive me if I couldn't even really understand the lyrics. Younger, hipper, sure cooler, what was going man. on. But they're but trying. They're tr- they are doing things. Um, and the video of the court was cool. That food, even the burger, the the Texas Tech Raider Red Burger, whatever it is. Yeah, that looked like Still a, ho- a weak it looked choice. like a hockey puck. Um, the Iowa State pork chop uh, sandwich thing looked good. That was the only one that I would order. That yeah. if I, if those pictures were on the menu, I would order that. The tots look good. 
But why do we need pur- why do we need purple sour cream? What we is don't. This? We don't. Nobody does. Also, instead of dyeing relish purple, just used pickled red onions. Yeah, those are purple. They're, yeah, they show up purple. You don't have to dye anything, and and run the risk of uh, you know when or you that, sometimes eat dyed food. That red cabbage stuff. Hmm. Again, the Wabash Canada dog looked like it was glad I didn't see that the picture. Result. It was awful. 806-855-3712. You can text in today. Bandwagon Wednesday. The bandwagons are on. The bandwagons are off. Also, uh, give us your Tech West Virginia score predictions. I've got it 77-71 west of Virginia. Uh, the, I almost said the Chris Beard suspension. The Mark Adams suspension. Uh, what are we on? Day four now? Is that, I think we're day four into this. Uh, fully don't expect anything uh, to come out today. That would be... Um, I would be shocked if anything comes out until this team is back home in Lubbock, Texas, one way or the other. You never know, but uh, I would assume that would be the timeline that certainly I think Texas Tech would uh, want to try to operate under. And then we have the question of the, your favorite and least favorite non-tech college basketball players all time. All right, so I'll give you I'll give you one of mine. We're going back a little ways. Rob, I'll give you a dollar and quarters if you can tell me where this guy played college ball, Okay. I give you the great Thinnis Dimbo. Uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, I he was on that. the cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, was he? Thinnis. Dressed as a cowboy. Thinnis Dimbo, the great Wyoming cowboy of the oh, mid to late 80s. Of course. Where they, uh, they, I, me and my buddies, for somehow we got on this train of watching, they, you know, they'd show Wyoming games late at night. You know, because the whack games and everything. So, you know, we're we're in school and, you know, we keep seeing this Wyoming Cowboy team over and over there in the mid-late 80s. And they've got this cat, Finnis Dimbo from San Antonio, Texas, who just was really good. He ended up uh, going to the Pistons for a year and then just kind of flamed out. But the name Finnis Dimbo will always be one of my favorite college basketball player names. Uh, and he was good. I think when he left Wyoming, he uh, set some scoring rebounding records and everything else. But, yeah, to my knowledge, maybe still the only Wyoming Cowboy to appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a basketball player, dressed like a Cowboy. Um, You go through the different years in the Southwest Conference and the Big 12 and have had different players that you enjoyed watching. Sadly, and that's the problem. Sadly, at times, sometimes it's at the expense of your of your team, and that's why I say when it's it's got to be a non tech player, you, right? You got to be able to go, okay, yeah, this guy probably had some days against your squad, but you just liked watching him play. AC Law, AC Law, AC Law the fourth. Yeah, when he like the fourth, that was a love hate kind of relationship there. Yeah, something like that yeah. with the IV on his uh, jersey. Yeah. yeah. What about him, though, drew you in? Just the way he played? Oh, yeah, just slick. Just smooth, man. I don't think there's a single player that's gone through Kansas that I can sit there and put on my list as a as a favorite. Ooh. Least favorite. Yeah. Well, who was the cat? Do you remember the cat, the post player, who did, like painted his fingernails black and stuff like that? At Kansas? Remember? Yeah. You remember this guy? No. Yeah. Semi-recently? Uh, 20 years ago, 15 yeah, years ago, uh, somewhere through the that, window. Uh, Big 12 era. Big yeah. 12 era, Kansas. Yeah. Somebody don't know. One of the... Uh, yeah, I could ask my Kansas friend. Yeah. Everybody has one. Texter Ernie D. Gregorio. 
I don't know if that's favorite or least favorite. Yeah. Or are you on a bandwagon? Uh, another texter, favorite college basketball player, Pistol Pete Maravich. Yeah. LSU. Uh, back in the news, back in the news because of the uh, player there at Detroit or wherever it is that is Oh yeah, chasing his record. Chasing his record. And they they literally have, the only, only way it can happen now is for them to, I think, to buy a spot in the CBI. That so the he team, could play a few more games. So he could play a few more games, and there's a lot of people saying, "Well, that you know, that's that, bogus. No, yeah, that that's is, bogus. that's not right. That you can just you know figure out a way to do that. I, Put him in the NIT. Uh, I don't think they're good. At, I don't think they qualify to be in the NIT. Yeah, the, I mean, no, I mean, it's so the NIT. that they shouldn't be. Well, true, it is the NIT. Nobody, <laughs> nobody should be in the NIT. Yeah, but I, I'm of the opinion too that I mean, we're talking generationally here. That go that record goes back to the '60s. Almost no matter who would break it, you'd be sitting here going, hey, different era, different game. Right. And again, when he set the record, people forget, you know, his dad teed him up. It, it was all Maravich all the time. Right. It wasn't, I mean, it, it... No threes either. Yeah. No threes. Different deal. So I've watched that go back and forth, that debate, and I really just don't care. Because... Does that mean that Pete Maravich now didn't really score all those points? That if somebody scores one more point than him, right. that he didn't really score all those points? Did Doesn't you matter. did you watch the uh, the family entertainment movie, the Pistol Pete Maravich story? Probably not. I grew up on that one. Oh, did you? Yeah, that was a good one. You ever dribble a basketball outside the car? I mean, we window? tried. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah. Blame my dad. He wouldn't maintain a uh, <laughs> an even speed. an even speed. You think as a driving instructor he could have done that? Texter on the text line uh, simply says Christian Leitner. Are we going to assume that's one of your least favorite? Probably so. Still hate Christian Leitner. I was a huge JJ Redick fan. I hate all Duke players minus Grant Hill. Grant Hill, the only Duke player that I could stomach. You hated uh, Lou Alding? All of them. Those floor slapping, goofy Dukies. Elton Brand. Couldn't stand him. I loved Elton Brand. Yeah. Uh. That was the Grant era. Hill, on the other hand, son of a Dallas Cowboy. That was the era I was a Duke fan. Yeah. My granddad was a big Duke fan. One of the one of the end of the bench players lived across the street growing up from my granddad. <laughs> Not bad. So he sent him like calendars and stuff. Here's a calendar. Duke calendars, yeah. Yeah. That'll change anybody's life. Yeah. Got to take the time out. Rolling through our number one favorite, least favorite non-tech college basketball players as we begin. March Madness, uh, also Bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you are on, the ones you are off, sports or otherwise. And give some Tech West Virginia score projections. I've got a 77-71. What do you guys got? Will Tech come out motivated? Will we see a good effort? Will we see no effort? Chances are it'll look exactly the same. What you've seen, you know, for most of the year is probably how it'll look tonight. 806-855-3712. We'll finish up hour number one of Too Strong. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. On Talk 1340, check out VSEN's catalog of original podcasts, daily and weekly programming to keep you in the know when you're on the go. Only at VSIN.com. 
Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The Houston Cougars, UCLA Bruins, Kansas Jayhawks, and Alabama Crimson Tide remain the favorites to win the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Houston, the number one team in this week's AP Top 25, a plus 650 bet. UCLA, number two this week, they're a plus $1,200 bet. Same thing with Alabama, who dropped two spots to number four. Kansas, up to number two this week, the Jayhawks, a plus $900 bet. Gonzaga captured the West Coast Conference Championship with a win over St. Mary's on Tuesday. The Bulldogs, plus 2000 to win it all. UCLA, plus 140 to win the Pac-12, Purdue plus 180 to win the Big Ten, Miami and Virginia plus 290 to win the ACC. Get the latest lines and more at vcin.com. Final segment hour number one of two. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Got you in the Arctic Air Studios to 1 o'clock. Then it is the Rob Bro Show from 1 to 2. ESPN 960 San Angelo, Talk 103.9 FM News, Money Sports in Lubbock. Favorite, least favorite non-tech college basketball players all time. Who you got as the uh, madness begins. Also, uh, Tech West Virginia score predictions. I've got it 77-71 West Virginia. Uh, if you, I, we, we probably need to do this today. Uh, you guys can tell us who you think is going to win the tournament, the Big 12 tournament. I was on a, a program last night, and they asked me, you know, who, who, who can win this? And I said, no one. No one's set up to win this Big 12 tournament. Then again, maybe everybody is. Tech 7771. Bandwagons, you're on bandwagons. Uh, you are off. I am on another bandwagon. Uh, Rob, I'm on the bandwagon for... Uh, Josh Young to hit 872 home runs this year. He launched his first bomb of the yeah. uh, spring yesterday. Uh, launched is a good word. He is a full-grown man. Yeah. You know, he was always a, a sturdy kid, you know, even at Texas Tech. But my goodness, he looks thick solid right now. And the swing that he put on that uh, home run yesterday to left, it was so smooth, it looked like a left-hander swing. The extension and how he came through on it. Oh, 871 home runs. Josh Young, rookie of the year, because it is the year of Texas Tech, right? Unless you're Mark Adams. Uh, it is the year of Texas Tech. Uh, texter wanted to clarify, yes, on the hate list for Christian Leitner. Kevin Durant gets a nomination. I assume that is on the uh, good side. Jeff in Houston texting in. Uh, there have been some good names in the tournament. Cheyenne Gibson, whose biggest claim to fame during the tournament is that almost every basket he scored for Memphis was uh, seemingly a bank shot regardless of distance. Memphis used to have some uh, good. They had a player uh, back in the Dana Kirk days, uh, Baskerville Holmes, Keith Lee. Those Memphis State teams, dirty, dirty, but really good teams. Probably one of the reasons why they dropped Memphis State and they tried to get away from that yeah. moniker and just wanted to be Memphis after all those years. Yeah. Baskerville Holmes. Honey, what do you think about Baskerville as a name? <laughs> You've never gone through that, though, that I'm aware of, of trying to come up with a name for a kid. No. It's not easy. Yeah. Not that I'm aware of either. Yeah. Texter, I expect more of the same from Tech. Play hard for 35 of 40 minutes, lousy defense, and low IQ basketball at the most critical times from the oldest players. Well, that would be a, that would be a familiar story, sadly. 
Texter, I like the two guys from Loyola Marymount. I'm assuming we're going back to the Hank Gathers, Bo Kimball, sadly passing Hank Gathers in that uh, in their conference tournament that season. That's a hard to watch thirty for thirty. If you've ever watched it, it's, it's I mean it's a great one, but it's right. still yeah. Most of the most of them are you know tens uh, and moments. Just the whole that whole you know Paul Westhead and the high flying offense that he instituted there, and then I always forget. That's how bad it is. I forget that he ended up in the WNBA and won a championship right. running up and down the floor with that and, and completely forgot about uh, that uh, that being the case. 806-855-3712. I finally caught the uh, Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl. Oh, the Baltimore Bullies or yeah, whatever it was? Yeah. I haven't watched that one. It popped up the other day on the uh, queue, and I, I hadn't got to it yet. Watched it in the hotel this uh, weekend. Any, I mean, any learn anything new, different, or no? It's just just the trip down memory those lane. Those personalities, yeah. And they did it, you know, with Tony Saragusa and and you yeah. know what Ray Ray Lewis didn't talk much. I wonder why. Yeah, I can't imagine why. They did, uh, but Billick and and Goose and uh, Shannon Sharp yeah. was in it a lot. I forgot he was on that team. If they'd had any sort of quarterback. Well, they, and they got rid of Dilfer. They talked about the season, the off season following, right. where Jamal uh, Lewis tears his ACL, and mm-hmm. they go they go with Elvis Gerbach, who just threw for four thousand yards the year before. Somewhere else, obviously, Trent Dilfer was the quarterback uh, for the Super Bowl team. Right. Any sort of quarterback that team would have been maybe one of the top five Super Bowl champions yeah. of all time. Of course, they dominated the Giants. Yeah. Kickoff return. Several interceptions. Now I'm trying to remember who quarterbacked the Giants that year. Was that a Kerry Collins led uh, Giants team? I mean, obviously pre Eli. So I'm thinking yeah. it might have been Kerry, Kerry Collins. Collins, the legendary Kerry Collins. Speaking of the Giants, Daniel Jones, forty million dollar man, got he got paid. This is why when a quarterback gets a deal, you think in five years. In two years, sometimes, this is going to be a bargain. Patrick Mahomes is a bargain now. 100%. $45 million for Patrick Mahomes? That's diddly poo. And finally, Dak Prescott is looking like a cheap quarterback. Finally. It took a while for him. Oh, you mean from a, a payment standpoint? Yeah. Oh, okay. 806-855-3712. Favorite, least favorite Non-Texas Tech College basketball players all time. Bandwagon Wednesday. What are you on? What are you off? Give us some Tech West Virginia score predictions. Heck, this hour, give us who wins the Big 12 Conference Tournament. I mean, it is totally up for grabs. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. Excuse me, you, I, I believe you have my stapler? Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Land. 
Welcome back. Our number two, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Congrats to us. We've done it again. We've turned morning into afternoon with you fine folks right here in the Arctic Air Studios. ESPN 960 San Angelo, Lubbock. You listen on Talk 103.9 FM. Question of the day, favorite, least favorite, non-tech college basketball players all time. Who's on your list? It's Bandwagon Wednesday. Give us some more uh, bandwagons you're on or off this week, sports or non-sports. It doesn't have to be sports-related. And we also want your uh, Tech West Virginia predictions. I've got it 77-71. And uh, you can go ahead and tell us who you think is going to win the whole uh, Big 12 Conference Tournament here this week in Kansas City. He's Rob Bro at Rob Bro Show on Twitter, one-third of the Gambling Gauchos. And, of course, host of the Rob Bro Show from 1 to 2, Monday through Friday on Talk 103.9. So be sure and uh, download the app for uh, KKM.com. And you can keep on listening uh, when Rob hits the air uh, there at 1 o'clock. Anything else that's on your mind, we want to hear from you. 806-855-3712. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyatt, at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. Like I said, we're back around 6.30ish with the daily broadcast with you guys, which tonight uh, probably wait until after the game. We'll probably just go after the game, a little round ball rewind. So uh, follow us on Twitter for that. Texters are on the text line, Rob, as you might expect. Uh, says West Virginia seventy six sixty nine. Good riddance to this season, man. I I got a lot of friends that are that way. They're 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 good tech fans. They're good, you know. They're they're tech people. But uh, with with the suspension and just the way the whole year is gone, that they just like they don't even want to go through the process of buying into. Well, if you got if you beat West Virginia, and then you got to win against Kansas, and then. They just don't even want to invest the emotion in it. They're fully on board to who's the next coach going to be and uh, how good is this baseball team. Another texter, 16s are wild tonight. Texas Tech will lose by 16 to finish the season, 16 and 16, a year after going to what? The Sweet 16. I appreciate the hard work that went into that text. I truly do. Uh, favorite non-tech player, says the texter, Ron Boot Brewer. Ron Brewer, I believe he was a Longhorn back in the day. I think. I think I've got that one all right. 806-855-3712. We're also asking you to predict who wins this tournament. Uh, I was on a program last night, Rob, and I said you know, we, it was, uh, we were on VSIN, so we were also looking at it from the uh, betting value angle. And if I had to go that direction, I think Kansas State – I mean, somebody is going to win this tournament, we assume, right? That somebody is going to win three, or if it comes from uh, one of the teams playing tonight, four games. Kansas State down the bottom half of the bracket. In what may be the game of the, uh, the, the game of the tournament could really be tonight. Kansas State, I think, and TCU could put on a great show. Oh, pardon me, tomorrow night uh, in that 3-6 matchup. I mean, that's, that's almost Sweet 16 level in and of its own self right there looking at it. Then you get... On that bottom half of the bracket, you get Texas most likely, unless Oklahoma or Oklahoma State springs an upset. I mean, in Texas, good, but you know Kansas State more than capable of beating Texas. That can get you to the finals, and by that point, by that point, whoever's coming to the finals out of the top probably has already solidified their protected seed. Whether it is certainly Kansas. If they're in the championship game, they're going to be a number one seed. They're going to be going through um, Kansas City. They'll get that reward for getting that far. Uh, 
you know, Iowa State would be trying to play, if, if Iowa State gets there, they would still try to be playing up to a protected seed. Baylor would be uh, holding on to a protected seed already. That I think with with Kansas State, the other wild card I like right now, Rob, is that Jerome Tang as a first-year head coach has a lot of reasons to win this tournament. That personally as a coach, Scott Drew's got a national championship. Scott Drew doesn't care about conference tournaments. Are they a one seed, Kansas? They're a one seed. Okay. They're a one seed. Bill Self don't care about conference tournaments. He wins them just because a lot of years they're just that good and they're playing there basically in their own backyard. What about Rodney Terry? Is he fighting for a job? I think if you're Rodney Terry, you've got to feel like, I mean, here he is a, a finalist for the Na- or a National Coach of the Year award. I can't remember if it's Naismith or not. But that if you're Rodney Terry, you, uh, I think you feel like you put the good tape down and you're going to be a head coach somewhere. You know? Right. That I, 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 think you, I think that he's probably feeling like, I don't know what else I need to do. Sure. But the excitement of first-year head, and again, Ronnie Terry, not a first-year head coach, obviously, been a head coach before. I right, so There's something about Tang right now in that energy level that seems it might be able to carry you through three nights in the Big 12 tournament. I say all that, and Kansas will win the tournament in each game by uh, probably 10 points, right? Who knows? It's always Iowa State if it's not Kansas, so we should just say Iowa State. Yeah, those would be my two favorites. I I, I understand your thinking with Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um, but generally, if I have a good feeling about a team in the Big 12 tournament, they lose the first night. <laughs> so, well, there... Now, West Virginia, Oklahoma State both need to win. Yeah. And those are probably the two teams that need to win. Right. Um, Does that matter? Do you think they'll play harder? I mean, it's the Big 12. No nights off, right? No nights off, I've heard. Somebody should turn that into a song. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they turned it into a song. That was the title. They recorded something. But I'm not going to tell you that they turned it into a song. I don't know. This thing, Rob, if you gave me the top six seeds and you just drew a name out of a hat and said, there's your winner, that's almost as good as doing the analysis and trying to figure out how this thing is going to go. I think if somebody from the bottom four seeds wins, it's Oklahoma State. I think they can make games ugly enough. I just said they wasn't a very good coach, but... They can make things ugly enough, and I think they have the most motivation team-wide. Yeah. I don't think they'll win, but if if somebody from the bottom four. Yeah. I don't think West Virginia has enough juice to get through all four games. No. Three games? Well, they have to play four. four. Yeah, yeah. The four. If yeah. they're going to win at all. Or play, play to the title game, you'll be which playing is, four games. Which is why you said uh, the top six, because they have to play three. Right. Texter uh, on the text line, 806-855-3712. Uh, the, uh, the Dream, Olajuwon from Phi Slamma Jamma. Text says, isn't this exactly the type of tournament Tech used to win back in the day? No. No. Tech's never won a conference tournament where they weren't one of the better teams going into the conference tournament, whether it's Southwest Conference, and certainly they haven't sniffed other – well, I mean, you got to the finals last year, but uh, – 
that's the only time Tech's played in the finals in the history of the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. This is this is exactly uh, not the type of tournament that Texas Tech. They won the last Southwest Conference tournament? The 96. And then have 95, not, 96. Have not won one since? I think they beat Texas in that one. I think that was uh, the last one they got. I think so. Then they won it in '93. I've, uh, I'm trying to remember. Maybe beat Houston in the finals there at Union. I think they won that one in '93. Then, if you want to go back into the '80s, the '84 team uh, beat Arkansas in the finals, and then the next year, I think they got A and M. '84, '85. So I guess '86. Depending on the word "used to," yeah. How far back are we going to go right. to a "used to"? But those are good teams. It wasn't, you weren't limping in as the right. next to the last team, and hey, the only way you're going to get into the NCAA tournament is to, uh, to go win this uh, go in this game. That's just not been the uh, not been the mo of the program. Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two for you guys to get in. Give us your Tech uh, West Virginia score predictions tonight. Uh, what do you think will happen? Uh, we talked a little bit earlier on the timeline as the uh, Mark Adams suspension continues. The investigation goes on. I can't imagine anything being announced until Texas Tech is uh, done uh, with the Big 12 tournament and uh, we would assume done with the season at that point. Um, where are you on the NIT for this team, Rob? If if they won tonight, right, if they beat West Virginia tonight, right, and they have an NIT profile, do you go, would they get offered? Would they back-channel it and say, um, just don't. Go ahead and don't offer us because we don't need this right now. I, I don't know. If you lose three straight to end the year, I don't know that you do get in. Though you will be the number one seed from the Big 12 if Oklahoma State makes the Big Twelve or the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Is this an eight-bid league? It was three weeks ago, but I just don't know that everyone finished strong enough. No, it's it right now. Oklahoma State got to get a, get a win or two to move to the bubble area. Right. That the respected bracketologists right now have them outside the field for the most part, and then obviously you've got the uh, bid stealing process that we talked about with Texas Tech a few weeks ago. That if you're that last Big Twelve team, and by that we're saying the eighth Big Twelve team trying to get in. Everything has to break perfectly for you across the country. So I would I would say that they, they have to have that to get there. Texter, uh, I like TCU to win the tournament, and I never never liked Jalen Rose. I wasn't a big Fab Five guy. Fab Five, Five Five, you know. One of those from uh, Plano, Jimmy King from Plano, Texan on that. Didn't really do anything for me, that Michigan team during the era. Went against them. I just wasn't all that, oh, wow, you know, this is great. It was interesting, but uh, just didn't really didn't really do anything for me. 806-855-3712. All right, uh, getting ready for the uh, first time out of hour number two. The question of the day is this. Give us your favorite and least favorite non-tech college basketball players of all time. It's also Bandwagon Wednesday. You know what to do. The bandwagons you're on, the bandwagons you're off, sports or otherwise. Talking Big 12 tournament, who do you think wins the whole thing? And give us a score prediction for tonight. What do you think will happen with the Red Raiders? Will they come out motivated? Will they come out flat? Will they come out and just pretty much look like they've looked all year? What do you think takes place? I've got it 77 71. 
West Virginia in this. You want to talk a little baseball? We can do that, too, when we come back. The Red Raiders win 6-3, to three, and it's a good win. Trust me. 806-855-3712. Quick timeout. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Twenty, you got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you till one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen in on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. Rob Bro Show comes your way one to two right here on Talk 103.9. So hang around. You can use the text line as well. 806-855-3712. We're getting your favorite and least favorite non-tech college basketball players all time. We can probably put together a all-time Big 12 least favorite uh, Big 12 players uh, roster pretty easily. Bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you're on, the ones you're off. Uh, Texas Tech, West Virginia score predictions. Tell us what you think is going to happen tonight. Will there be any impact whatsoever that we notice on the floor of the suspension of Mark Adams? Boy, there's an indicting statement to make, right? That the head coach is suspended, is not there. Right. And you wonder if it's going to have any impact whatsoever. Is that is that us reading into it? Though, sure, there's impact. There's, I mean, um, you, there's you would think, but will it be positive? Will it be negative? I mean, well, I mean, but in basketball, what are you going to see different? What is the impact of a head coach in basketball like Mark Adams? Because he's not Jerome Tang. He's not jumping around crazy. He's not no. running around. There will be fewer crossed arms. Yeah. The anti-crossed arm crowd will be happy tonight. Although if it, I'm Williams, I'd stand there the whole time with my arms crossed. That would be funny. That would be That would be kind of amusing. A little, little humor in a tough situation. I mean, they put family on the Twitter picture without Mark Adams. I, I thought that was a little on the nose. Yeah. I mean, the last 24 hours, tech, and I'm talking tech social media, not memes, not, I mean, what they're doing, the O'Banner, whatever that message was. Right. But the telling one yesterday was, like you said, family. Hmm. It was the entire. It was everybody and their dog. Managers. Minus two people. Photo, yeah, everybody. I mean, there's so many people. They probably had to have one of the, uh, you know, one of the maintenance workers there at the building. Hey, can you t- take the picture? We got to get everybody in. Yeah. You know. Which, no holds back. No, 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 no holding back on that. You know, two off seasons ago, it was uh, there is no secret, right? And all that stuff they were doing after the beard era. I mean, the Move on quickly. Investigation is not even complete, to our knowledge. Texter, hey guys, hey, would like to hear your thoughts on bringing in Rodney Terry if UT decides not to retain him. I'd talk to him. Yeah, I would interview him. Yeah, for sure. He's coaching somewhere though next year. I would interview. I think he's gonna. I, think I would he interview will still ten be the people. Texas head coach. I would interview ten guys. Yeah. 
I mean, why not? You got plenty of time. Right. And you know what? You had plenty of time the last time you right. had to hire a coach. And you did it in a week. Almost, almost less. Well, yeah, because there Cause was a week of silence. There was a week that of silence leading longer. up that made it seem longer, and then it was, was April he hired by the Fools, 4th? and it was the 4th. It was three days. Was he hired by the 4th? Yeah. I mean, it was less than a week. Yeah. Ah, there was a little more pressure in that point, I think. Or at least manufactured pressure or otherwise. Right. So, you're in no hurry. And, and as I said yesterday, I don't, I, I've lost track of days. I I hope Texas Tech is hiring a coach that is busy for the next several weeks. Right. That the hiring takes place in late March, right? Early April, because you are waiting on a a team to finish up in the tournament. You're talking to a sitting head coach that is not, hopefully, not going to be entertaining a whole lot of offers. I mean, that's why you have an agent, right? Let the agent handle that. So there's no. In my opinion, there's no rush. Now, that doesn't mean that there's no rush to... There, there, the quicker whatever is going to happen regarding the outcome of Mark Adams is better. See if this makes sense in your mind like it does in mine. <laughs> there's no rush, yeah. but the, it is an urgent situation. You have to approach it with a sense of urgency, right. but you can't be rushed. I know exactly what you're saying. This is a, a big decision. It's Go important. fast, but don't hurry. Right. But I do think with the whatever the culmination is to the Adams suspension, which we're all in agreement that it most likely ends up that he will no longer be the head coach, whether it's by resignation, firing, for cause, settlement, anything and everything in between. Right. That the quicker that happens, I think, is good. Because, again, it allows everybody to deep breath, move on, let's go. Let's get this thing done. That I think it looks bad for tech. If we're having this discussion this time next week. In what? Oh, yeah. If yeah. It, on in, that, that on if, the Mark Adams thing. On the Mark Adams Yes. Deal, that if we're still talking yeah. about an investigation and right. a suspension and there's been no resolution. Right. Um, then I think that'll, that, that will sour the milk quite a bit around the program. Yeah, that's the urgent part that I do think you need some resolution there, and I think you're going to finish your season first. If you win tonight, oh, yeah. if you win tonight, uh, you'll probably announce Saturday. If you if you win Friday, you'll probably announce Monday. Yeah, you're not going to do anything until this team is back in Lubbock. Yeah. For good. I, well, you know what? You know what would not be a bad idea? Tell me. When's the selection show? Five o'clock, pull Sunday Jer- afternoon. Pull a Jerry Jones. Just do it right in the middle of. Drop the your news show. in the biggest moment. Isn't that didn't isn't that when Tom Brady announced? Uh, wasn't it Tom Brady? Yeah, his first retirement. His first yeah. retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the selection show, or, or that he was coming back. It was that he was coming back because he announced his retirement at the yeah, end of the year. Yes, and yes, then Forty yes, days yeah. later, uh-huh. it was during the selection show that year. That the crawl all of a sudden is blowing up with Tom Brady returning to the NFL. Because surely they wouldn't talk about it on uh, on the selection show. They might briefly mention it, but... Might. It'd be worth a crawl down at the bottom. Yeah. Texas Tech announces whatever they announce. You'd make a good PR person. 
I've thought about it. Yeah. 806-855-3712. Texter says, my favorite non-tech player, uh, Kevin Durant. I was a fan of his until he decided to join the Warriors. Uh, and my score prediction is 76-75 tech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Texter, Coach Adams is toast, right? I mean, it's a shame. I thought he'd work out, but I guess some people uh, didn't. I guess the people in the know know. I guess. Do you know? What do you, what do you know there, Rob? Yeah, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. The people in the know know. And the I people knew, in the know knew. Yeah, and I knew early what I know, and now that I know, we all know. We all knew. And I think we'll know more when we know. I think we were in the know even when we knew that we didn't know everything. Right. But we knew that the people in the know knew. And there was no way to know if we knew, uh, but, only that, sure. but only that we knew. Until yeah. you could find out that you knew. Right. And now you know you knew what you knew. Right. And then there's new information that now we know. But right. there's no reason to say that we knew that new information now that we know it. No. I agree. You know? Uh, texter, uh, I'll play along. Let's say the team looks great and plays better than they have all year. Then can we say Adams was toxic or they just had a uh, coach that let them do what they wanted? Um, Here's the beauty. <laughs> if the team is free and plays like that, you can say whatever you want. Yep. And we'll still not know. I know what you mean. Bottom of the hour break. Give us your score predictions for tonight. Bandwagons, you are on. Bandwagons, you are off. 806-855-3712 to text in. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Talk 103.9. Thirty-five. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you till one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. A little bit more Arctic out there in the air than I think I was anticipating today. If your air is too Arctic today, you need to call the Bear. Call the Bear.com. ESPN 960 San Angelo. Hi there. Glad you guys are with us till one. And then, of course, our friends in Lubbock on Talk 103.9 FM. We take you to one on this show, and then it's the Rob Bro Show, rocking and rolling until two o'clock. Question of the day: uh, Favorite, least favorite. Non-tech college basketball players of all time. It is bandwagon Wednesday. You can be on a bandwagon. You can be off a bandwagon, and it's a prediction time. Who do, who do you think wins the Big Twelve tournament? You know, any le- legitimately, any of the top six seeds could get there this year. I think any of them, I think, could get there. Um, I'm taking K State just because I got to pick somebody, and it seems too easy just to go Kansas or Texas this year. Although, watch watch this year where it has been the toughest of conferences in uh, the country, the toughest year in the Big 12, and watch every higher-seeded team or better-seeded team win. Watch every favorite win every game of this tournament, and we see Kansas beat Texas, you know, 81-79 to 79 in the finals. Watch, watch that happen this year. Would it surprise you that the Big 12 tournament went chalk? Nope. No, me neither. 
Again, because they're all good teams. Right. Everyone's good. Yeah. So, I, nothing about this tournament would surprise me. I'll put it that way. Uh, 806-855-3712 for you guys to uh, chime in on that. Everything else that is on your mind. Um, Tech Baseball winning yesterday, 6-3 to three against New Mexico. We didn't do a, a whole deep dive, obviously, because of the Mark Adams suspension and everything else that we were uh, dealing with yesterday. But, Rob, this was a good win to get. This New Mexico team can hit. They came in highest average per game in the country, about 12-7, and you shut them down in a park that traditionally, hey, it's a good hitter's park this time of year. Wasn't crazy windy or anything yesterday. I thought the pitching performances were good. And remember, you were pushing back and starting Erdman because Kyle Robinson had to throw six innings or whatever it was, yeah. 80 pitches yeah. in uh, the extra inning game against A&M. He would have been your guy. Erdman, uh, you know, not solid a great start, line. Solid, though. But got through it. And then uh, you have Lopez come in, look really good. Trendon Parrish does his thing. Uh, and it was nice to see Andrew Devine get back up there and go get that out. Or get the inning. He had a full inning. Try got. I think Andrew Devine should be your midweek bullpen guy. He, um, yeah, that he can be that guy. He's been this way his entire career. He has just tantalizing stuff, and when he is on, he is almost unhittable, and when he's not on, you know almost immediately. And we've seen several guys, you know, in the tech pitching staff over the last, you know, five, seven, eight, however many years you want to go back, that are kind of that way, that you just seem to have a feel right, real quick. But Divine is hyper that way to me. He and some is, guys are just like that. And he doesn't remind me as a pitcher of Ryan Sublet, but it was the same thing. Right. And then for the last two months of Ryan Sublet's final year, he was the best pitcher on the team, mm-hmm. it seemed like. And again, that's when we go back to the stuff that Divine has. I do he think, can be that way. I think so. I think he has some of the best stuff on the team. He just uh, is inconsistent. But I, I was really impressed, though, how they handled the New Mexico bats. And, you know, maybe, uh, as we said with Texas Tech, Get other first couple of games, first couple of series, then you go down to Houston and, and you, you see a different animal uh, down there. And maybe it's a little bit of that, but still, you got to. New Mexico always has guys that can hit. It's been the pitching over the years that uh, that they've not been able to uh, capitalize on, but they'll hit you. Yes, they will. PJ texting in on his least favorite player, uh, Grayson Allen. Least favorite non reiterator player. You guys can get on that. Oh, the bats were good enough yesterday. Um, this lineup is still, it's not in, I wouldn't say it's in flux, but that, and Tim Tadlock loves doing this, and this is the perfect team to do it, is play with different combinations, move move some guys up and down in the order. Do I have a speed lineup where they'll want to put a power bat? Uh, can I play a guy here? Can I play a guy there? And sort through all of this while winning games. Yeah. That's the other key thing. A lot of teams try to do this, and they can't do it and win games. Texas Tech has, for the most part during the Tadlock era, been able to do it and win games. And then by the time April hits, things firm up a little bit more. I mean, even even though you were getting Big 12 play in March, you're still – I mean, how many times have we seen really good Texas Tech teams almost until May, Rob, completely define themselves? And that is – that is another element of Tadlock as a coach that I really respect. Yeah. That he's never in a hurry 
to force things with his team. You can't do that with baseball. You can try, but he allows teams to develop. He allows players to be in situations where it may be maddening and frustrating to you in the moment. And you go, how can you not get this guy out? Well, at some point, he's going to have to get an out in a pressure situation, and we'd like to have seen him try to do it, even though it didn't necessarily work out the other day. But that he doesn't just sit there and go, okay, March 1, this is my lineup every day. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. And sometimes you end up doing that just because it's you don't have any options. A lot of times you see coaches doing that because there is no more there are no more buttons to push. I don't have anybody else. This is it. This is what I gotta roll with. Yeah. Texas Tech has two starting lineups. You could field, I think, with this team this year, Rob, you could field two good Big Twelve baseball teams. You're that good. Y- yeah. Pitching-wise, I'm not sure, but... Well, pitching-wise is a little bit different. Everyday lineup, everyday yeah. lineup, you could do it. Pitching, yeah, I mean, nobody ever has enough pitching even even you, for one team. You could field a really good Big 12 team and a decent Big 12 team. Yeah. Maybe not two good ones. Okay, there you go. I'll, yes, I'll give you that. I, but I'm with you that the team is very deep. Yeah. Um, Cash, looks like you need some time off, or at least a game off, maybe. Yeah. Or, or maybe this uh, long week. That you have here a couple of an extra day break. Um, he still looks like he's favoring an, uh, a a lower leg extremity something like, like a hockey injury report. Uh, Austin Green, a little bit banged up. He didn't play Tuesday. He didn't finish the game against A and M. Um, Owen Washburn plays for the first time in in a couple of games weeks. So we'll see. I I'm not uh, down. On the team after Houston. In fact, I'm up on the team. I, I thought it was a really good showing and a weird park for you. Yeah. Uh, I think you would have beat A&M in the ninth had you been in Lubbock or Stillwater or um, a couple of more Big 12 parks, Fort Worth maybe. And and you certainly would have beat Rice because Gavin Cash had a walk-off home run that just died in Minute Maid because the roof yeah, was open. about three... I don't, I don't remember talking to you about this. The whole weekend down there, how did the ball carry? It didn't. It just didn't? If it got above the wall, it died. And I know... Now, I know T- the- TCU mashed a couple. Rice hit one into the right field because they had a bunch of lefties. They they had some pull power, but... Tex ball. Well, and you got the short dying. ports to the Crawford box where, yeah. you know, pop-ups go to turn into home, home runs over there, but... Yeah, because obviously I wouldn't get to watch every minute of every game. Right. And I was really curious going into Sunday night with Tech having played the early games, whether the ball would carry more or less. No, it died. It looked like it carried less. It it carried less. And again, there was fog around the seventh inning that started rolling in. Um, Playing in the ship channel, boys. Yeah, so it, 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 it. the high fly balls died. I, this was pointed out to me uh, last week, and I hadn't I hadn't really thought about it. But like at Minute Maid uh, and and you know Globe Life, whatever. But with the players having problems in the day games with some of the glare and the sun and everything, that the way these parks, nobody's typically playing in them. Right. In early March at eleven a.m. Close the roof. Yeah, that maybe that would have been a better deal because of the sun angles and everything else. The way they're laid out, yeah, you're not you're not ever putting major league players in that position, no, 
of seeing it that way. They should have closed the roof. Yeah. And I'm I'm usually a roof wide open kind of guy. If it's halfway nice and it decent, it was incredible weather. It was really nice. But, but. The, all the players and all, all the fielders that were having problems with that, yeah, I think I think that was part of it. The Michigan center fielder wishes the roof was closed. Oh Lord, he almost got killed. I, you could hear you could hear the crack of the glasses. Golly. Yeah, well. Back to your original point, though. I walked out of, I wasn't there, but I walked away from Houston looking at this team going, they're fine. Yeah. One or two pitches different against Rice, you can win that game, and obviously you were close to uh, beating A&M, so I'm not going to worry about that. And the the errors from Tracer Lopez in the, 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 what ultimately cost you against A&M, he sat there for five hours and then had to go play shortstop. Yeah. And I know this defense has given up some errors um, regardless, but... Sitting there for five hours and going to play shortstop is difficult. I'm going to say all year long, I think this team's going to have some errors because they are athletic enough to get to balls that a lot of fielders don't make a play on. Yeah. That they will have some tough chances because they got in that position. And they're aggressive enough to try a double play. Right. They probably shouldn't try, and that's going to lead to some errant throws, too. Yeah, now, I agree. I believe they still lead the league, the country, in double plays. I'll have to double check. Turned a couple more yesterday. We'll have to double check on the double plays. See what the notes look like going into uh, this weekend, which hopefully it warms up uh, just a little bit again. I was kind of caught off guard by how chilly it is. Not sure what our good friends down in San Angelo are feeling uh, weather-wise today, but uh, I should have grabbed a uh, better jacket. 806-855-3712. All right, uh, question of the day. Favorite and or least favorite non-tech college basketball players all time as we begin the March Madness it's the bandwagons you're on, the bandwagons you're off. We've got score predictions today for uh, Texas Tech and West Virginia. I've got it 77-71. And we want to know who you think is going to win the Big 12 tournament. I'll go with Kansas State just because. Just because we can go with Kansas State today. So, uh, anything and everything that is on your mind, we, we do want to hear from you. Uh, might, I'm going to try to draw just a little more John Wilner quote okay. from you before we get out of here. I, I don't want to... I want everybody to go listen to it there at the Gambling Gaucho. Right. I don't want to give away any of your show, but uh, I don't know. We'll see if he offered up any interesting timelines because the reporting late yesterday and today is that Klyavkov has until now mid-April. Now, it was until now that they wanted to see at the Pac-12 tournament Hard concrete numbers on those TV deals. Now, oh, well, you know, mid-April. And really the next meeting's in May. With the uh, CEOs right. of the current members of the uh, Pac-12. I've checked the baseball stats. Okay. Uh, Texas Tech has turned 21 double plays in 14 games. That leads the country. Southern Illinois, in 13 games, has turned 20 double plays. The next closest in third, Florida Atlantic, was 16 and 12. Wow. The next Power 5 team is Vanderbilt with 14 and 13 games. It's a lot of double plays. That's a lot of twin killings. That's a pitcher's best friend, you know. Yeah, and you have, you know, a third more and just a game more than Vanderbilt. Yeah. Take the final time out of the day. We're going to finish it up strong. Whatever's on your mind, we want to hear from you. 806-855-3712. That's 806-855-3712. It's a quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro.
Final segment of the day, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro here in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen in on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and Talk 103.9 FM News, Money, Sports. Bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you're on, the ones you're off, sports or otherwise. Question of the day, your favorite or least favorite non-tech college basketball players. All time as we uh, start the uh, March Madness, the uh, early game there in the uh, Big East, probably the uh, ACC, you've got uh, Syracuse, and Wake Forest, 5-46 and 63-60 Wake Forest in that game. I keep forgetting, not forgetting, but you see certain teams and, you know, as they have moved around conferences and different things, it's like I see Syracuse and I automatically think Big East. All these years later, I still can't train my brain not to think of it that way. And will somebody explain to me why Jim Beheim looks the same as he did 25, 30 years ago? Yeah, he looked old then. And he still just looks old. Is that the advantage of looking old early? Yeah. Is that later on, people go, man, he looks good. Right. He's, he, you know, he hadn't aged. He looked bad at 50 yeah, but and great, great at 75. At 70, yeah. yeah. That, uh, I don't know, maybe that's the track I'm going to take. I don't, I don't know. It, it sure seems uh, that may be the best bet I've got going right now. 77-71, West Virginia over Texas Tech is my uh, prediction. Although uh, this one is such a wild card game. I, I just keep going back to the idea that uh, the impact of the Mark Adams suspension that we that we are sitting here going, uh, will it be a positive? Will it be a negative? That'll that a lot of times you would think a team who has their coach suspended that it, that might be a negative, a, a downside to it. But I haven't got that feeling from Texas Tech. No. Tweeting out pictures, family. I, You know, I believe in the new coach bump. Yeah. The different coach bump. No, this is new coach bump. This is See, classic new coach bump. Yeah. Because you, know. you don't replace the, the interim coach bump is what I'm talking yeah. about. I, I just have no idea what we'll see tonight. I've talked myself into just now... With Corey Williams, the new coach bump, Texas Tech will win. Just right now, just moments ago, just as we right, said, my just the cogs were churning. I would, I mean, I would love to see this team just go out and complete run and gun, best game of the year, bombs away on threes, Amac shooting thirty five footers. Yeah, you know what? They're going to win by twenty. Take by twenty. <laughs> the dream. I want to see it now. Take by twenty. I can, I'm the not, most I'm not dangerous team in America, the yeah. Red Raiders. Yeah, Tech by 20. With the interim coach bump. Yeah. They run West Virginia out of the gym tonight. Yeah, full court press the entire game. They're going to press Virginia. Huggins loses his mind. He gets ejected with 320 to go. Barrett Peary uh, walks down out of comes, the stands. Yeah, no, out of the, off the catwalk like Sting. He repels down on a rope. <laughs> they run the... High-five Steve Green. Yeah. <laughs> they run press the whole time. Uh, why not? Why you, would you not? You might as well do... Hey, you know what? Guys, what do you want to run tonight? Yeah. Because what does it matter? Yeah. Literally, what does it matter? If you win, nothing happens but another game. Right. If you lose... Nothing happens because you're already not going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. 
tense so game over here anything. with uh, Wake Forest. Very tense Syracuse. game. Uh, 70 69, 259 and counting in that one. This has been a really good game. A couple of big runs in this one. Yeah. Syracuse just coming off a 9 0 run after Wake was, uh, what, missed 9 of 10 shots during one stretch. I love, I love day basketball. It's just so, so good this time of year. Brutal turnover to end the run. I don't know. Back up three. Wake, Wake up by three. Bayheim looks uh, exasperated. It looked like an entry pass to Wake Forest. It was hilarious. Is he wearing sunglasses? Was he? I think uh, maybe they're the tr- transition lenses. The, the lights are so bright, bright there in Greensboro that yeah. they are transitioning to sunglasses. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's what, what it, it looked like. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, you're, you're lucky. You get even more basketball during uh, during your show coming up. I almost wish it was Thursday just because it'd be power ranking day, but plenty of time for folks to get more of their predictions in. Yeah. Uh, I've got some more bandwagons bandwagon. and other things. Dude, if, if Tech wins tonight by 20, I will not be shocked. Why would I be? I, I will be literally unfazed by every outcome tonight. Yeah. Tech by 20, West Virginia by 20. West Virginia by 45, uh, overtime thriller, triple overtime thriller. Whatever I mean, happens, it just feel, it's going to feel right. Will we know the pulse of this game by the first dead ball timeout under 16? Do you think we'll see one way or the other that they came out on fire, they came out nonplussed, that by the first five minutes of basketball action, we know what the game's going to do? I, I will say this. If Texas Tech starts off with a you know a ten point lead at the first dead ball timeout, I wouldn't be surprised to see West Virginia come back. Right. But if Tech comes out flat, I think you'll know. Yeah. You'll know. I think so too. Yeah. If West cool. Virginia's up early, they'll they'll win big. Yeah. I, I agree with that scenario playing out. Rob Rose Show is next. Y'all keep on texting in. Feel free to say nice things about me for a change on the text line. You guys know I can see these messages when I come in the next day, right? You understand that. I'm not illiterate. Had a fun show today. Big either or show tomorrow. Recapping a lot of basketball, no doubt. I'm back with you tonight, probably post-game, for a little round ball rewind. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Hyatt Media. For Rob, I'm Ryan. We'll see everybody Thursday in Raiderland. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Townsquare Media Network.